Hello again, I'm Trip Rogers, and this is Trip's Take. It's the most wonderful time of the year. You know, that song's been co-opted by Staples for school starting, by uh, an allergy uh, pill, Flonase, for, or, or allergy product, Flonase for <laughs> spring. And, well, you know, I'm a sports fan. So you've got NFL free agency starting. You've got March Madness. And it's good stuff. It's great. I mean, the madness begins with selection Sunday on Sunday. And, of course, Monday, no work gets done in the office because everybody's working on their office pool, right? The games start in earnest with the first four on Tuesday and Wednesday. Good to see my buddy Tom McCarthy will be doing those two games. And uh, But uh, Tom is only going to be working on the uh, tournament on radio, not on television, which I'm kind of disappointed at. But uh, the other part of it is, is that I think uh, Tom has got to move up on the pecking order and his availability is part of it, too. But as I recall, I think he works for Westwood One on the first two weekends of the tournament. And uh, it's always good to hear uh, my buddy Tom uh, anytime. His son, by the way, I mentioned this a while ago, very proud. He is now the pregame and postgame host for the New York Mets, and he is also going to fill in play-by-play when Howie Rose is not there. So that is great. And Tom had the Mets play-by-play radio job uh, in 2005-2006, as I recall. So, uh, like father, like son. Okay. Um, March Madness, I'll talk a little bit more about next week. I want to focus on the NFL because Tuesday was the day that teams either reached agreements, long-term contracts with players, they franchise tagged them, or they said bye bye Now, some teams have already done that. And again, part of it is you have to be under the salary cap by the time Uh, Tuesday rolls around. That's the start of the new year in terms of the NFL. You know, you always hear about, I mean, you heard Derek Carr is going to sign with New Orleans. Well, you can talk to him, but again, he can't sign until the new league year begins because of the salary cap rules and stuff like that. So this is always an interesting time in the NFL. And the thing about it is, is that players, of course, want to be paid more money than teams are willing to pay them. And sometimes these contract negotiations really cause some hard feelings. And I say this because of the situation in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson is one of the most dynamic football players in the NFL. Game changer. Won the MVP in 2019. He is a guy that could turn on a dime and change the game running and throwing. But here's the problem. He has been with the Baltimore Ravens now, and they could renegotiate his contract and give him a contract extension, and they could have done this for two years. Now, first of all, Jackson's representing himself. He doesn't have an agent, which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because normally he won't do any negotiating during the season because obviously he's focusing in on, you know, playing. But there are some questions about his durability and whether or not they want to pay him the money he seems to be, I mean, the rumors are he's seeking uh, the same kind of contract that Deshaun Watson got. Remember, Watson sat out a year plus because of the issues he had with uh, the lawsuits. And, and Cleveland gave him this monster contract. And Jackson says, well, if this guy gets it, I've been playing this time, I should get one. The problem, though, is... Lamar is with a team that doesn't want to exactly blow the doors off, and they're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. 
And then you have all the issues last year. Lamar Jackson got injured at the end of the season. They kept saying, he's coming back, he's coming back. Well, they went through quarterbacks like water. And just like the San Francisco 49ers, at some point you wondered if they were going to run out of quarterbacks. And they kept saying, yeah, Lamar's coming back, Lamar's coming back. And they make the playoffs saying, he's not back. And he did not come back. And now part of it is there's gamesmanship in the NFL in terms of injuries. You don't want to let your opponent know really what's going on. But there are some people who question Lamar Jackson. So one of the things, and and again, supposedly the story is that they were like $100 million apart in negotiations. Now, does Lamar Jackson deserve to get paid? Of course he does. he's, He's proven to be a great player. Uh, the only knock on him is he's one in he's one in three in playoff games. And 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 that's, you know, you're gonna pay a guy to be a game changer. You want to do better than that. Um, paging Dak Prescott. <laughs> Anyhow, so the thing about it is is that the Ravens decided to tag him and gave him a non-exclusive tag. And what that translates is Jackson can now go to anybody in the NFL. And negotiate with them. And if they decide to offer him a contract, the Ravens have the opportunity to match that contract offer or let him walk. And if they let him walk, they'll get two first-round draft choices. Now, if he gets the kind of contract that Deshaun Watson got, remember, the hole that Houston got in return with the trade for Cleveland was not just two first-round picks. I think it was like four first-round picks. It was something ridiculous. But the point of it is he's going to get a chance kind of to see what the market's like. And the Ravens, uh, you know, again, they can match the offer if they want to, or they don't have to. I don't think they want to say goodbye to Lamar Jackson, but I kind of wonder you know, how many teams are really going to be in the bidding for Lamar Jackson's because you hear rumblings that teams are not all sold on Lamar Jackson. I think this is going to be an interesting point in the offseason, and we'll see what happens in free agency. And again, the other part of it is he could go back and sign with the Ravens and sign a long-term extension. Finally, I mean, you know, there's a gun to the head of the Ravens, and I don't know if... This is if there's a lot of animosity on either side, or if this is just the gamesmanship you play in terms of the NFL and the salary cap. Now, I want to talk about this also because it relates to uh, my football team, the New York Football Giants. Daniel Jones was adequate this year. I don't think he was great, but I don't think he stunk either. And the Giants management made it clear they wanted to keep him. The problem is they did not want him to hit the open market, nor did they want Saquon Barkley to hit the open market. Problem is you only have one franchise tag that you're allowed to use. And realistically, Saquon Barkley, remember, they gave him that fifth year, and he was injured. He didn't really do much for two years. And this year, he it paid off. But they tagged Barkley and were able to sign Daniel Jones to a contract. Now, Daniel Jones is going to get paid $40 million a year. Now, 
I don't know if he's worth that. But then again, when you look at where the Giants are, they think he could be the guy, and they think he's got some better days ahead of him. So they want to take a chance on that. It's a four-year deal, and if you think about it, Jones will only be 29 when the contract runs out, and he could then sign a free agent deal somewhere, or if he doesn't do anything, the Giants could opt out. There's an opt-out after two years. So... I mean, I think there's a lot of question marks about Daniel Jones. He got paid, but you kind of wonder, is that how's that going to change the market for other quarterbacks? I'll say, wait a minute, I'm better than Daniel Jones. And, you know, they got a point there. The Giants now also can negotiate with Saquon Barkley. He's got the same non-exclusive uh, franchise tag. So if Barkley was to get a contract and some team really wanted to sign him, um, you know, he could walk from the Giants, but I think the Giants are going to let the market set itself and, you know, they'll pay Saquon Barkley. Again, a long-term deal is advantageous to NFL teams. And if you're not familiar with the way the cap works, but usually players get a certain amount of money up front and that money can be spread out over the length of the contract. And so in Deshaun Watson's case, he was not really paid that much last year because they knew he was going to be suspended. So that that big money contract, which was guaranteed, remember, you're extending it over the life of that contract. You know, it's kind of like Aaron Rodgers' contract extension with Green Bay because of the fact he signed a, a four-year extension last year. Remember that? Well, now they want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. And really, the only cap implications are this year and next year if they do, because the last two years were kind of just written into the contract. There is an out, and his his salary would was not guaranteed for those years, so it's not a big deal. And uh, we'll get to Aaron Rodgers in just a second. So the Giants will get a chance to keep the two cornerstones of their offense and hopefully can build on that. A lot is expected out of the New York football Giants this year. I am one of those guys, and I am looking forward to the season. But again, you never know. Last year was nice, making the playoffs, and Brian Dayball, of course, surprised a lot of people being coach of the year. But there's always next year, and you never know. What is going to happen? Real quick, going to the Aaron Rodgers situation. Aaron Rodgers is pulling the diva move once again. I don't know if I want to play. I don't know if I want to retire. And Green Bay has basically said, all right, we're moving on from you. I mean, here's a tip. The New York Jets got a chance to talk to him. He's still under contract at Green Bay. So why would you let another team talk to him if you didn't want to get rid of him? I mean, I'm sorry. The writing's on the wall. And it's not the first time the Jets have kind of delved into this with the Green Bay Packers. There's a guy named Brett Favre, who was their starting quarterback. There's a guy on the bench named Aaron Rodgers. And the Green Bay wanted to move on to Aaron Rodgers. So they needed to get rid of Brett Favre. And, oh, they traded him to the Jets. And that one year will be remembered because the Jets underperformed. And, of course, Favre found himself being sued for sexual harassment of a pregame host, which uh, Jen Starger, which was a huge story. He then went on to Minnesota, of course, and played a couple more years. But uh, that's, again, could history repeat itself? And hopefully it won't because we think Aaron Rodgers has a little more in the tank. And he is certainly the most famous number 12 since another number 12 for the Jets, Joe Willie Namath. And Namath has said, you get Rodgers, 
you can use my jersey. It was retired by the Jets a long time ago. Not a problem. <laughs> you can have number 12, baby. <laughs> so we will see how this develops and uh, whether or not Aaron Rodgers gets traded. Uh, again, that trade would probably uh, be agreed to before the new league year starts because, again, there are cap savings and there's cap implications and both teams need to be under the cap, blah, 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 blah. Onward and upward. That is Trip's take for... March the 9th, 2023. Love to hear your comments or questions about my podcast. Email tripstake at gmail.com. If you like the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, give a listen to WTRSradio.com online. Also, I'm guesting on Phil's Tracks. It's a podcast you can find on Spotify. Uh, he interviewed Mark Farner, and Phil asked me to give my thoughts on Mark Farner, who was with Grand Funk, and his impact on music and, and his lasting legacy on music. And you can find it on that podcast. Again, it's also available on Spotify. Join me for another edition of Trip's Take next week. For now, I am Trip Rogers. Thanks for listening. Make it a great one.